This episode of the New Christendom Daily is taken from a live radio broadcast. There's no scripts. There's no do-overs. There's no cuts. It's just from a live radio show done by a guy with a microphone and a set of earbuds and a radio show who pours his heart, his mind, and his body and soul into one thing, bringing about the New Christendom Daily. Okay, I've been threatening I was going to play this. Let's go back. I'm going to take take you in the King Dude's Wayback Machine, and we're going to go all the way back to 1965. This is the eponymous Paul Harvey, If I Were the Devil. If I were the devil, if I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness, and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the. So I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me. I've heard Our Father, which art in Washington... And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. That will never happen! Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I'd have judges promoting pornography, Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling (laughs) as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, And I could lure you into bed 
with diseases for which there is no cure. 1965. With the devil, I just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. Gosh. If I were the devil, everything on that list is done. There's not one thing in 1965 that Paul Harvey said, if I were the devil, I would do, that the devil isn't currently doing. And then some. Here's the challenge, if you will. What is to be done about it? This is the age-old question that everyone asks, and they want people like me to answer it. Why don't you tell us what to do? You had the microphone. Well, um, <laughs> even if I told you, would you do it? I have trouble raising $5 on some day. You think I can solve this? I can't. But I do know who can. We got this guy, Jesus of Nazareth. And yes, he can fix much of it. We have to be careful about how we say these things, because if we can say he can fix it all, which he can, but unless he wishes to undo the fall and original sin, then there's always going to be sin. Bad men, bad women. And they're not going to care what he has to say about things or what he told uh, the, the people, the human race, what they ought to do, they're going to just ignore him. They might even mock him. They might even blaspheme him, as so many do today. So while he is the answer, he's just you know they uh, for a while there during the consecration of the host at a Catholic mass, a priest for uh, for a couple of decades there, and errant or errantly was saying that this will be offered up for you and for all so that sins can be forgiven. It's like, no, because a significant portion of man is going to say is going to reject it, still does. So it was changed that it will be offered up for you and for many so that sins may be forgiven. Because God knows that everyone, despite his love for them, is not going to follow him. But I want to go back to the story that I was telling you about at the end of last segment. Oklahoma Attorney General files lawsuit against State Board over Catholic Charter School. Oklahoma Attorney General uh, Gettner Drummond filed a lawsuit Friday against the statewide virtual charter school board for its decision to approve what would be the nation's first publicly funded religious school, the St. Isidore of Seville Catholic Virtual Charter School. The board voted 3-2 to two earlier this month to approve the contract for St. Isidore. The board's chair in one of the two no votes, Robert Franklin, recently refused to sign off on the contract, saying it would violate the law and his oath of office. Now, let's stop right there. Why would it violate his oath of office? You, you, you see, this reading of the Oklahoma Constitution, the U.S. Constitution, and the Bill of Rights is flawed. When the First Amendment says a Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, you have to understand the environment in which that language was drafted. 
It basically said that the state religion of Connecticut, the state religion of Virginia, the state religion of Rhode Island, the state religion of New Jersey couldn't be undone. Congress couldn't make a law saying it favored one or the other or saying that they had to be disbanded and the state couldn't do that. You know, you get this famous uh, letter that the Danbury Baptist wrote to Thomas Jefferson in uh, 1803 asking a question about whether or not their church is, and the, the official religion of the state, is, does he have it as a target? Because, you know, he's the co-author of uh, the uh, uh, Declaration of Religious Liberty in Virginia, which did away with the Anglican church being the state church of Virginia, where the state was actually, actually uh, uh, physically, literally collecting tithes for the church. Uh, and of course, Jefferson famously wrote back and said, no, there's a wall of separation. That's where you get the wall of separation nonsense. And there should be a wall of separation, but it doesn't mean that the two are mutually exclusive. What should happen here is that when one comes in conflict with the other, and when the one has the law and the, uh, the law of God and God's rights on its side, then that one will prevail over the other, which is usually, in almost all cases, outside of the modern Catholic Church, is going to be the church is going to prevail. And because it's going to prevail, then the state can't make a law that contravenes what the church is about to do. That's the proper reading. All Oklahoma is doing here is not making a law respecting an establishment of religion. It is saying... That it is not going to, that it is not invested in what we call the sin of indifferentism. Now, I know this is a very strange analysis of mine, and many people are going to say, Better King Do, please, I use it for the back of you, but I can't go along with this one. What is the sin of indifferentism? All religions are equal, they are all equally entitled, for example, to the public purse. Well, then that seems to imply that there is not one ring to rule them all. That St. Paul, from the book of, I want to say this weekend's reading, Sunday's reading was from Ephesians. That St. Paul was lying when he wrote to the Ephesians, and he said, unity. There is one baptism. There is one Eucharist. There is one, I guess, the, 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 the unity. Passage. There are not many to rule one or to rule them all. There's one. So the sin of indifferentism says, no, 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 Satanism is on an equal playing field with Catholicism. No, it's not. That says that rabbinical Judaism is on an equal playing field with Catholicism. It isn't. No, it's not. That Scientology is on an equal playing field with Catholicism. It's not. Now, I'm not going to give into because I don't want to. Um, uh, oh, here, oh, here's one that the Unitarians are on an equal playing field with the Catholics. They're not. Now, if I uh, was not a practicing Catholic, then I would not have to believe, and you do have to believe as a dogmatic article, you do have to believe 
extra ecclesium nulla salus, extra eclairs on my Nutella salad. Outside of the Catholic Church, there is no salvation. You have to believe it. That doesn't mean that you take carry it around like a 38-ounce uh, Louisville slugger and beat people over the head with it. We convert by charity. We convert by love. We convert by example. We don't convert by the sword. We don't convert by humiliation and embarrassment. There are plenty of other religions that do that or attempts at religion that do that. One even says it's okay to convert by cutting people's heads off or threatening to cut their heads off. See Islam. So in Oklahoma, they're not establishing a religion. They're not making an establishment of religion. Or actually, if you want to parse the thing, they're actually getting it correct. They're not committing the sin of indifferentism. Now, I'm sure this is going to be followed up with, and this is not a knock on evangelical or Protestant homeschoolers, so please don't take it as such, that this is going to be followed up with, with the first evangelical or the first church of uh, the covenant or whatever, asking for a similar charter license, and the state's pro that board is probably going to vote for it. But currently, there's one ring to rule them all. There's one to rule them all. That is not a violation of your oath. As a matter of fact, that's what's wrong with all the stuff that Paul Harvey talked about that was going to happen. One ring didn't rule them all. There was no ring. The only ring that rang, <laughs> the only ring that ruled was the ring of licentiousness. If you want to do it, not stealing someone's property to do it, go ahead and do it. But I am fascinated by this story, the fact that the, that this St. Isidore school even went to the state. <laughs> it's amazing to me. The lawsuit comes after another suit was filed by the board, uh, against the board by Oklahomans, a, par a parental advocacy organization, and several legal groups. Now, Catholics out there, you should expect this. You know, I'd be going on your social media and bashing everyone that's filing the lawsuits. If they, uh, our Lord said, if they did this to me, they will do it to you. You should expect this. This is part of your membership in the church militant. Life sucks. Life as a Catholic sucks. Sometimes get a helmet. Actually, it doesn't. You should give thanks that you have these mortifications and these challenges, if you will, to bear. I think that's a good thing. Uh, those that are suing include Americans United for the Separation of Church and State and guess who? The A-C-L-U. Shut your law down. There's no need to move to Cuba, Young Lib. There's a group you can call. I said, Young Lib. When Bush vetoes your law, they'll take God out of America's pledge and end prayers for all those school kids. What your child is guaranteed the right to worship Satan after all. That's why you call up the ACLU. They ban nativity. Oh! 
here. Boy. They'll help Mexicans cross the U.S. border tonight. Give the terrorists civil rights. Oh, thank you for letting me vote for John Kerry. Young, young Lib. Lib. Are you listening to me? I, I said Young, young Lib. Lib. Do you hate your country? I said Teen Girls. Need to onboard babies. But, but you've got to know this one thing. No Lib does it all by himself. I said Young Lib. Get liberal judges to help and just call up the ACLU today. They'll help you. The USA. That's from the ACLU, bitch. Take those commandments down. ACLU. He's just a pedophile. ACLU. He has the rights to your children, you know. They want homosexuals. I predicted rumors. tents and the homeless to get free rents. They'll help you bombers fly. Once in your shoes, I was only popular with the Jews. I felt no man cared for Al Qaeda lives. I felt America was so jive. That one Tanamo detainees, they said, Young Lib, can you help us break free? Get a court date and sue the USA, then we'll be your best friend today. I'll be making you one of my 72 virgins. That's why I called up the Alright, so the uh, ACDO, uh, ACLU update song is the Mike Church Show Band uh, from 2006. A little Terry Shivo reference in there. So why are they suing this board in Oklahoma? Well, the AG has from the beginning warned the board that before approval for St. Isidore would violate several laws from the U.S. Constitution and the Oklahoma Constitution. Arguments from the suit include... Now listen, I already demolished this guy's arguments here. I'm, and I'm only an attorney or playing attorney on a radio show. The board violated the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment. Again, incorporation is not your friend. Incorporation... Is not your friend. And a corporation says that you use the first ten amendments to the U.S. Constitution as a cudgel to bludgeon the constitutions and laws of the states. It's not how it's supposed to work. Not how it worked uh, for over 150 years. But this thing now says, well, the establishment clause applies. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And the people of Oklahoma, now, if they want to cite their constitution and the Establishment Clause in their constitution, and I think that they have one, fine, then cite it. I still think, see what I said prior, that they're wrong. All right, number two, the, the board violated Oklahoma's constitution, which says public schools shall be free from sectarian control. So the Catholic Church is now a sect. Got it. And that no public money shall ever be used directly or indirectly to support any sect, church, denomination, or system of religion or sectarian institution. I'd like to get a definition of public money. And if it's public, how come the public doesn't have access to it? 
is public from Publius, well, why doesn't the public then get to spend it? And if the, <laughs> if the public said, we want to spend it on a charter school, well, why can't they? Three, the board violated, and then you can you read the rest of the lawsuit. There are seven arguments. Number, number seven, establishment of St. Isidore sets a precedent for all kinds of taxpayer-funded religious schools, which Drummond says may be in conflict with the values and morals of Oklahomans. Um, are Catholic morals and values in conflict with the people of Oklahoma? I'm asking for a friend. As an example, the AG says he lists the possibility of a Muslim school with Sharia law funded by taxpayers. Again, none of this has to happen outside of indifferentism. But we're not going to have it. I'm not a pie-in-the-sky guy, and I'm not a dreamer, and I fully expect that a judge is going to shoot this down. And if the first judge doesn't shoot it down, then by the time they get to the appeals court or a state appeals court, then a state appeals court is probably going to demolish it. If the state appeals court doesn't demolish it, or they might have just gone directly into uh, to federal court, then the first federal court or circuit court that hears this is going to just torpedo this thing. We all know that that's what's going to happen. But you have to be just a little bit encouraged by the fact that it happened. <laughs> they actually did it. Ah, uh, ba 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 ba. Uh, Drummond cites a language from St. Isidore's application, which he says makes pointedly clear the school's sectarian intent. Here's the language, quote, to create, establish, and operate the school as a Catholic school. It is from its Catholic identity that the school derives its original characteristics and its structure is a genuine instrument of the church, a place of real and specific pastoral ministry. The Catholic school participates in the evangelizing mission of the church and is the privileged environment in which Christian education is carried out. So far, so really good, huh? Uh, bye, bye, bye. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if this is in the charter of any of the remaining girls' school in the city of New Orleans. Like the one that Amy Coney Barrett went to, Mount Carmel. Uh, I think she went to Mount Carmel. Um, it's a privileged environment which Christian education is carried out. In this way, Catholic schools are at once places of evangel uh, evangelization, of complete formation, of enculturation, of apprenticeship, and a lively dialogue twixt young people, youths of different religions and social backgrounds. Close quote. How many of you have an objection to what you just heard? How many of you that are residents of Oklahoma have an objection to what you just heard? Yeah, but the state shouldn't be funding it. Why not? State funds pornography in public schools. Mm -hmm. State funds all sorts of crap that goes on in institutions of lower and higher learning in government-run schools. He also cites language from the school's contract with the state board, which says St. Isidore is a, quote, a privately operated religious nonprofit organization affiliated with a nonprofit sectarian school or religious institution. In the filing, uh, Attorney General Drummond predicts the board will likely argue St. Isidore holds a degree of separation from the state by having a charter contract held by a private entity. The Attorney General argues Supreme Court precedent holds that a private entity's actions are of the state's. 
quote, when the state has authorized that entity to act in the state's place with the state's authority. Now, folks, I can spend the next two hours on this, on that paragraph right there. And let me give you the nuts and bolts of it again. Then when the state has authorized that entity to act in the state's place with the state's authority. So what is this? What does he claim? Close quote. What is he claiming the state, in this case, the state of Oklahoma, somehow has seized or earned or been benighted with the right of what? Education. Including religious education. It's claiming that you can only educate if the state authorizes. You have to get authorization to homeschool your children, do you? Do you have to get state authorization, or if the state doesn't deauthorize or deauthorizeify? Uh, de you teaching vocation? What if you What if you teach a little vocation school on the side? You just don't charge anything for it, but the kids come over and you show them how to use power tools. Is it illegitimate if the state doesn't authorize? This is some heady language here. This guy thinks that the state controls the education of children, and it is only through the state's kind and benevolent and beneficent granting of the privilege for you sniveling peon peasant masses to educate your own children that this can happen. So you can pray to Saint Isidore, actually, whose name is the namesake of the school. Burn a rosary or novena chain up to uh, up to Our Lady's throne, and ask that the courts stay out of it. Now, what will happen? No, no, no. Again, I don't expect that this is going. But what what will happen if the first state court? looks at the case and goes, well, it's a private entity that has a religious purpose, but it is private. It's not public. And throws the attorney general's suit out. Now, the governor's already said that he thinks that the board got it right. What if it goes to the Oklahoma Court of Appeals then? And what if the Court of Appeals said, we're going to uphold the lower court's ruling, we don't have a problem with it, what if it then goes, because then he'll take it all the way to the Oklahoma Supreme Court. What if the Oklahoma Supremes, and I don't know anything about them, say that, yeah, we think the lower court got it right. We're not going to intervene here. Or what if the Supreme Court takes the case and says, we rule against the Attorney General and for St. Isidore? Well, actually, they'd be ruling for the board, the charter school board. Who would have thunk that the state of Oklahoma, the Sooner State, would be the battleground for the reclaiming of Christian, in this case Catholics, parents' right to educate their children and to use public money to do so? Because what will ultimately happen is St. Isidore's is left to stand. You know, there are more St. Isidore's. The devil will take his ball and go where the picking is easier. 
You got to remember, the devil has no new pages in his playbook. He's already pay, he's already played the page from his playbook in all 50 of the states, including this one of Louisiana. He's already played that card. He already has that page in the so-called playbook played in Oklahoma. What if he loses? He's not losing. Here in America, he doesn't lose very often. What if he loses? Well, he will rage. One thing we can also say conclusively, you can conclude from this, if the St. Isidore Charter School, Catholic Charter School in Oklahoma, is left to stand and to use public funds for its virtual school, we can pray that no pornography will be taught. You can pray that actual religion and actual catechism sorts will inform what the teachers can and cannot do, right? You can also hope that there will be some discipline and some order there. And you can also hope that the Catholics that are running this actually understand the responsibility that they have assumed and that as a state, an entire state watches that they pray for our Lord's intercession and our Lady's intercession and St. Isidore's and they get it right. What's the devil going to do with that? Well, I can tell you, if you're one of those in Oklahoma, God bless you, brother, sister, Brista. Get ready, though, because he hasn't lost yet, and he doesn't like to lose. He doesn't take coffee breaks. He doesn't take naps. There are no unions amongst the demons, and the demons are going to rage against you people. <laughs> if you don't know the St. Michael prayer in Latin, you better learn it. In any event, a very interesting chain of events, is it not? Didn't expect to hear that today, did you? We're supposed to be talking all about we're going to get over there in Israel and fight for the Jews. I think I want to pick a fight over here on the side of the Catholics against the evil people that run the public schools in Oklahoma.